Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning and happy Monday, August 29, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of the both the Elijah List right here and Elijah Streams, which you are watching. Uh, the ElijahList.com below. Be sure you're subscribed to that. It's always free, but that way when a show's done, uh, by the next day, usually we send you that show with the, with the link so that you can see it again or send it to your friends. Uh, sometimes there are show notes that come with that, although sometimes with the show notes, it'll be a day, an extra day for that. But uh, anyway, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, these are exciting times. They really, really are. I'm very, very optimistic. I know Johnny will be. He's got some good stuff to share. So we're going to jump right in in just a moment. A quick reminder that tomorrow's broadcast is Praying Medic, also known as Dave Hayes. Uh, some people have seen him not only as a, he's a, a prolific author. Um, he was a, um, what do you call him, a paramedic for years. And that's where the Lord really got a hold of him, began to teach him how to hear the voice of the Lord. Uh, many people also know Dave as a sort of a cue interpreter, which I really like that about him. I haven't had a lot of time to spend with him, but um, anyone that's been paying any close attention will, will realize that uh, mathematically, it's impossible for all the Q things to come true unless somebody who's writing these Q reports uh, knows exactly what's going on in the inside. So I had a young prophetic voice probably a year ago now. Um, we used to publish there. I'm not going to say names, of course, but she said, I'm, I just found out you follow Q. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, she didn't want her prophetic to be known anymore because she heard we follow Q. Well, there you go. You know, so I'm I'm laughing not because it's well, it's sad kind of because you want people to be open minded and not have to put a box around what that's what the mainstream media does. They'll tell you what you're what is acceptable for you to believe and what is not acceptable for you to believe or say. And if uh, that was a young prophetic voice, it was like um guess she wanted us to be uh CNN proper or something so that we didn't uh, somehow come off of as something other than what CNN would like us to be, but we don't care what CNN wants us to believe. I'm just sorry to say that. But anyway, all of that to say, Dave Hayes will be on tomorrow. I may or may not ask him about Q. I haven't seen his talking points, what we're going to talk about, but he's always, always good. This is our third or fourth time to have Dave on and very fa a fan favorite as well. So, all right. So I think that's it. So without further delay, let's watch Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. Here we go. 49 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Well, good morning, my friend. How are you, Johnny? I am doing really well, Steve, and uh, excited about this time. Let me see. I'm going to arrange this. Yeah, keep your mouth close to that mic, too. You're a little bit distant. It sounds like you All backed right. up a little How bit. How about there? How about there? That's, I think that'll work. Hey, I do have a question before you jump into your content. Uh, I wasn't even planning on mentioning Q. What would you like to tell people? You know, a two-minute version of, of why it's okay to... Um, Check in with what Q's saying, or not okay if you want to say that. Not only is it okay to check in, all Q posts, we're not talking about, again, for people to have an understanding, the media goes after the QAnons, 
there is really no such thing as QAnon as a source. The Anons are people like Praying Medic who have done the, uh, you know, the work of decoding yeah. the Q posts. Uh, Q himself and the Q post is going to be 100, if not 1000% vindicated. It is for sure what has been going on, what's been happening. Um, all you have to know is what was being censored from Q four years ago and moving forward and how every single point gets completely vindicated, verified over and over and over and over uh, to the point there's a reason why if you say anything to do with Q is why you get knocked off in quote mainstream media. Yeah. Why there is a campaign against knocking off anybody who repeats Q points and Q posts. And so I 100% believe in the Intel drops that were released. They do have to, it doesn't, it doesn't do much for 100% timing. And there is the fact that the QAnons do the decoding and they're not always 100% on target, but it's definitely a military plan operation, long time plan to go. And if anything, over the last week, I have become, if I wasn't already 100% uh, sure, which I was already, that because this, that was just the Lord's instruction to me, is that if I would read that, I would I would get the natural explanation and proof of what he was showing me uh, in the spirit. So, and anyway. it's just mathematically impossible for all of the things to happen on the dates they were said to happen, and they even have a they'll Q does this thing, and Q I think you said as a team as opposed to just one person, but. On the date, sometimes on what they'll call on a one-year delta or two-year delta, three, right on the anniversary dates, it'll happen again, either again or the for the first time. It's it's like someday I'm going to have to find out how they got that so right because it's not necessarily supernatural information they're giving you. They're planning this out and executing it on the date and sometimes even the time that it was said to happen. So. Right. The actual second minute and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's just beyond uncanny. It is it's clear yeah. evidence that there is and, a plan that's being worked. And then if last thing is that if, like you said earlier, but if, if, if anyone says, well, give me one of the major proofs, I'll give you Steve's major proof of why this is so important to follow him because the secular media hate it. <laughs> and what have we discovered about everything the secular media hates is usually something that's that's a threat to them. That's why they hate it. They don't hate it because it's odd, because that would make good news stories if it was odd. It's not that it's odd. It's that it's threatening them. And, and David Hayes, praying medic, who is you're going to have tomorrow, he has been from the very beginning. He was led by the Lord, by a dream to follow those drops. We'll say the Q drops, the Q intel. And there is a reason he's banned off every old platform, whether, you know, whether it's Twitter, Facebook. There's a reason why he has to have entirely alternative. It has to be Telegram. I don't even know what other ones he's on. Clout Hub, Parley, Gab, wherever else he is, is because he was doing a good job. Um, they knew he was doing too good of a job. And so whether uh, whether it's 100 percent exactly the way it's happening, he's also very reserved in the way he presents it. He totally if, is very reserved. If anything, he doesn't go out there as much as others do on mm -hmm. it. So I'd say there's he's a conservative perspective on the Q drops. But yes, 
at some point you can tell it's just like when you go on mission trips, you go anywhere. People go, man, there's a lot of warfare over this issue. Well, it's the same thing when you get tons of uh, tons of warfare from media, mainstream media and all that. It's a dead giveaway that you must be doing a little too much truth telling for the deprogram for the programming and brainwashing they want to do. So it's kind of self-evident just yeah. if you use logic and basic intelligence. Yeah, it's like we hold these truths to be self-evident that Q is on onto something here. Well, listen, we're going to have you jump in, but they want me to make this announcement. There is a website we have set up for you to send your questions in for the following weeks. JohnnyNLowUnfiltered.com. JohnnyNLowUnfiltered.com. It's a website, not an email. You type that in, JohnnyNLowUnfiltered.com. Dot com And then there'll be a box for you to type your questions. It won't get it asked today, but in the next few weeks, we try to get to them. So, well, Johnny, I'm really anxious to know what you have to, excited is a better word, to what you have for us today. So I'm going to just turn this thing over to you. Well, thank you. One of the things up front, we should have planned this before, but I just realized I don't have access. I was going to read, it's not that long of a Facebook, Facebook word that I gave over the weekend that got Tons of traction. And so while I'm talking, I'll just say, Emily, if you can find that from my Facebook, Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow. And if there's a way to put it up here, because I don't have it to read, um, I ended up using the laptop I was going to read it off of. And so if there's a way to put it up, I'm going to share another part first. And, and then when I get done with that, I'll just ask and say, are you available? Can you put it up so I can just read it and everybody can read it? So Michael me. says, give me a couple of minutes. So we'll talk about something while they're. I do have something else. And that's okay. why I want but it's something that, um, you know, I got like 96,000, uh, what do they call it? The, the reactions, 96,000 posts, impressions. And, and one of the best wow. things besides eight or 9,000 likes is, uh, you know, well over a thousand comments from people. And you, if you go there afterwards, you'll just be very encouraged by the comments. So you just understand it's not just one or two people thinking what we're, what we're saying. But I believe that's an important uh, prophetic blurb word, and it'll go with the rest of what I have to do. And I'm, I'm actually going to share a dream that my sister, I have six amazing sisters. Wow. Um, and they are, uh, most of them uh, will just say, uh, well, I see it's already ready for me oh, to read. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to um, tell the dream first. It's, it's not that long of a dream, but they're amazing patriots. They're women of God, love the Lord. And, and, and so one of them, uh, her name is uh, Sandy. She sent, she was sending out to us a dream she had last night. And I think it's significant as well. So I'm going to read it. it. says, I had a dream last night that I was watching a one day old baby and was pulling it around on some kind of scooter. I was talking to someone and realized that I had left the baby somewhere. I panicked and ran back and found the baby face down in the dirt. When I turned it over, I thought it was dead and it had a wound to the head, but I saw life come back. The eyes slowly opened and a smile came on his face. I took wow. the baby back to the people I had been talking to and the baby started talking. At first it sounded like gibberish, but then it began speaking in intelligible, full sentences. I kept saying, this baby cannot possibly be one day old. And then an inner alarm went off. In pondering what the dream meant, what the dream meant, I heard in my spirit, can a nation be born in one day? Wow. I immediately got the following. We took our eyes off the baby, our country, and we saw a near-death experience to the point we thought the baby was dead. But then we turned the baby over, which was upside down, 
and life came back into it in one day, all capital letters on that. You can feel God on that, can't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So that was uh, an entry part. Now I will read. I think they have it ready for me. They Okay, she's she's going to get it. I'll wait for it to be on the screen for everybody to follow with. Okay, you. sounds good. Sounds good. So anyway, um, I I am uh, I am fully convinced that we're going to find out so much. Of, I mean, it was interesting based on the word the Lord gave me. Even my sister's dream, what she had there of if you understand the point, is that a baby was already more advanced than we thought. And we thought, okay, it's it's. She's thinking it's one day old. It's like, how can it already talk? And so there's a day of discovery. I believe we're coming to a day of discovery, and that will be this one day, this one day of celebration. There's a progressive thing happening, I know, but I do think I still feel, and I've said this two or three times before, there is a one day discovery of what's already happened. And I've been saying this, and I know it's controversial. I'm still going to say it again that in the same way we saw that Roe v. Wade had already, it it was leaked out months before it happened, what had already taken place. And even when the leak took place, it had already happened before then. There are other things that have already happened. There's already been a decertification. There's an understanding, a decertifying of the 2020 election. I tell you 100% it has happened in, in heaven. Go, and I'm saying as well, from the very beginning, people keep asking when Trump's coming back. And I said, he never left. He has been, <laughs> yeah. he has not stopped being president. He is legally the president of the United States of America. He is spiritually authorized from heaven to be so, which is the bigger deal. And so there is, uh, that's, there's going to be proof of that. You want the proof of it? There is. Uh, strategy and optics, why he's not in the seat where actor Biden is. And I will say again, that's not the real Biden. And, and so that's for another conversation really beside the point with, I think they said they have it now. Is that true? Uh, Steve, I'll go to, Oh, there you go. Good. All right. This is from a couple of days ago and it's uh, pretty short. The sweetest justice almost in history is soon to be experienced on planet Earth. It will come in wave after wave, and every wave will bring in incremental joy. It is not that we will so rejoice in evil getting its comeuppance, though there is a joy for that. It is that the downtrodden, the abused, and victimized will so be positioned for a better day. Your children and your children's children And then their children will be the great benefactors. If you are a true believer, you must position yourself for this reality as it is the only way to properly steward what the Father is providing for us. As we march forward to his arise and shine decree, it allows for maximum benefit from what he has orchestrated. Do not be planning to give up and do not be planning to exit the planet when he is making provision for the opposite. Wow. Thank you, thank you team there for your quick, for your quick yeah, work. Well done guys. So as well, we, can go- I ask you, you know, before yeah. you go on, can I ask you about that? You said it two different ways. So you said it's absolutely been decertified in heaven at that election. And I heard that 
But then I, I didn't quite catch, are you saying that behind the scenes it's been officially decertified on the earth too? Or are you saying it will be done later? Like, it oh, is, yeah. that is, there is this, you know, uh, I, I'm 100% on the heaven. I'm 90% on, uh, on, it has been decertified on earth as well. Okay. And, and I believe that will be, I just know, I heard it as actual intel. And then I know my spirit. I know when the bell goes off, the truth bell. And so it's kind of prophetic recognition of what's true. And and so, Johnny, if it were all, if you said you're 90% on if it's been done on the earth in reality, if it's been done on the earth the way it would have been, I'm just going to say if this is what, ask if this is what you're saying. Are you saying that if in fact it has uh, happened on the earth, it would have been at the Supreme Court level? Yes. Okay. Okay. And and for anybody following this closely, I don't know how many. There's been about 10 ways to decertify. I don't know if 10 exactly, but there's been multiple ways to decertify this thing, even from via the states. Theoretically, Vice President Pence could have could have done it. Uh, Supreme Court justices from the various states could have invalidated uh, election based on the fraud that was presented to him. The secretary of states have been letting um, uh, fraud just fly on by. There's governors, secretary of states. There's been electoral uh, uh, overseers a different way. They're called different things in different states. And so there's so many ways this thing should have been and could have been already decertified. I believe the Supreme Court finally saw that and did it. Whatever, there was some adjustment. Roe v. Wade signaled to us something has happened behind the scenes. There is different, uh, there are different realities going on behind the scene than, than what we imagine. And so, you know, I think this is progressively what we're going to see. I think really the thing we want to learn to pay attention to right now is the legal precedents that are going out there, even the raid of Mar-a-Lago, Mar it's an, uh, the January 6th matter, there's a lot of things that are really troubling us and bothering us, but anything that has to do with judges and legal rulings and things like this kind of just embrace the process and actually take up some popcorn for the process because these are designed to expose the criminals. And almost everyone has good guys in control uh, and we'll say good military in control there is a co-working together with President Trump, but there is a co-laboring towards. It's not just red pilling the American people and it's not just I mean, I'm going to get to say this the right way. It's not just enjoy the show because it's a movie, because that's really what Q said a bunch of times. Enjoy the show, get popcorn, enjoy the show. And everybody's like, we're not enjoying this. This is uh, not enjoyable. But the idea that it's a show is. Yeah is the point Q's trying to make. And so there is a reason we keep revisiting Supreme Court, other court failures, judges that do the wrong thing. And, and there is a whole, I believe, the good people in the military, the good people behind this operation that initiated had as goal in their, the American people need to awaken up. And we've talked about, I think even in my promo up front is the awakening is for your children. I've talked about rude awakening before mm. awakening. 
Well, the rude awakening is actually to the rule of law, the rule of military law, the rule of constitutional law, things that really matter. We're, we are um, constitutionally and military law illiterate as, mm -hmm. as a nation. And, and it's by design. So they're actually, I think their goal, I haven't heard this specifically like this, but I believe the good guy's actual goal for the American people specifically knowing that this goes global, is for there to be an education that they couldn't give any other way. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. There's an education taking place on law, on constitutional law, on military law, on military processes and procedures and symbolisms and things like that. And these are going to be um, some of the necessary training for, for us because there's no such thing as, well, when's, this, when's the pressure of it all going to be, when, it, when is it all going to be over and, and, and done with? There's an aspect of this that never stops in the sense of as long as we're on planet Earth, we have an enemy. And as long as we have an enemy, he is like a roaring lion seeking to devour us individually, as a family, as a town, as a city, as a state, as a nation, as the whole globe. He doesn't cease on his assignment. So there's no such thing as ever taking off. Even after we have this good day I'm talking about, yeah, we're going to have a celebration time, but it's celebrate and get back to business. It's celebrate and don't forget what you just learned in the last two years how you have to be the one that's watching the elections. You have to be ready to sit, uh, uh, you know, and, and like that would be observe ballot boxes. You have to watch the process the whole way. You have to see who you're allowing. It's a big deal who comes in as sheriff. It's a big deal who's on your city commission, who's, who's mayors besides congressmen. Uh, almost by the time they're Congress and, and, and Senate, it is a little bit of too late there because they're, they're not even allowed into that niche of, of the mountain of government, unless they are bought in some ways. Yeah. It's, it's a rarity for somebody to get through the gates, to get through the gatekeepers. You're going to get taken out. You're going to get uh, uh, intimidated, threatened, um, and family threatened. Something's going to happen. And so you have to go at all these other steps and stages. And so it's going to take, it's going to take a little while to clean up, and then it's going to take a lifetime to maintain. When he says in his first message, back to where we say over and over, you are the light of the world. Wherever the light ceases to show up, darkness is going to begin prevail. That is our takeaway message. And so that part, we have to just get used to a new reality. There is no going back to the old where, well, the only thing I want to worry about is going to church on Sunday. And then the rest of the time, you know, I'm just taking mm. it easy. No more ever again on that yeah, one. those days are gone huh those days are gone before let me ask you one other question about this show you mentioned a few minutes ago <clears throat> you know i hope i won't get into too much of a rabbit trail because i know we can go there but um johnny i i wanted to ask you this on the air and I'm, uh, a number of times uh, i don't know if i should ask him that because i think i know the answer and i think you know part of the answer and uh, is it too controversial the question i have is is part of the show, are some of the bad actors that we see, are they? Are some of those good guys playing a part just to wake us up? What is that part of the show or what, what are your thoughts on that? 
most definitely. And I don't know for they're doing such a good job. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know. Um, there is honestly a way of looking at things where there's a reason why. And sometimes I don't know if I should. I'll, I'll let's see if I should say it. Say it however I'll you want. Say, now you have peace. I'll say just one on one character, one person, one individual. Vice President, former Vice President Mike Pence. It's it looks like he's been a traitor. It looks like he has failed. It looks like he has failed President Trump. It looks like he has been a Judas. And um, it may not be. And I don't know. And I don't feel like I'm supposed to reveal it yeah. from heaven intel standpoint. But there's a reason why we can't tell. It's good. If we could tell, it would be a bad sign. It would be a sign of bad intel, a bad, we'll say, a, a bad um, game plan by the good guys. And so it is meant to, to look that way for sure. Yeah. And so, and, and could he, could there be, you know, I think a lot of things where we think there are traitors and, and uh, Judas Iscariots, um, I think there's been some of them, but we may find out more, mo more of them or most of them are not so. It's part of a role they're playing and it's a role to awaken the American people and again, it's awakened the American people, not just it, part of it. Part of it is to how bad things were and are and could have been. But it's awakened us to actual um, foundational elements of our of our nation, constitutional realities and law, getting back to the republic. Wow. Amazing stuff. And so and I'm going to hit on that just a little bit more in a minute. But okay. I actually this started. Uh, there's some things the Lord will speak to me last night, but it really started um, when you had Greg Phillips on last week Yeah, from 2000 mules and, 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 and all that. And that was, that was really good. But he said something about, and he said two or three times about having 183 people at the pit. And, and that's where, you know, I'll say Elizabeth was there. I wasn't able to be there. I had, had to be somewhere else. It was actually important as well. And, um, and so that number 183, he said a couple of times. And, and so these are the ones that were to, you know, also get this information out on their various platforms, understanding that now the new reality is we have to just go around the blockade that's been created on Twitter and Google and YouTube. And so there is, there's a blockade. And so you go around it by showing up on Rumble and Telegram and Gab and all kinds of other ways or coming in even at different names on the main platforms. Yeah. But that number 183 reminded me and it sent me on a search and I found some notes that um, I had made from 2017, of course, realization that's five years ago. And I had a, um, a special session. This, none of this actually came on uh, Elijah list, nor was it on, we, there was no Elijah streams or, at least if Elijah streams existed at the time. Yeah, it was yeah, so it was under discerning the times and see as a discerning the times and seasons webinar that I did. And it was 2017. And I, and in it, I have, here's, you know, proof to you. That <laughs> yeah. My notes all written up. So number one issue was the Trump presidency. And I had written a prophetic word that did show up on, on Elijah List called Trump Quake. And in that Trump Quake, I stated how God had voted 
And that's how he had showed me. He's like, I'm voting. I'm taking over the voting. You all don't know what you're up against. And that was my vision where I saw Trump winning. It was from March of 2016. And I went, oh, no, because I was like, this is not going to be peaceful. It's not going to go. You know, my assumptions, we could go peaceful to the next era of the kingdom. And there is a, a whole eliminating a crashing out of darkness that needed to take place first. And so it's where the Lord said, you know, he's going to save you from things you don't know you need to be saved from. And so my next point I made in my webinar on discerning the times and seasons insights for 2017, five years ago, was this phenomenon is that I had just had a dream where I had woken up five consecutive dreams where the last two words on it were Trump 183. And really? I yes. And I literally could not remember what the dreams were, only that they all ended in Trump 183. And it was five dreams in one night. Wow. Boy, and now so, you got me really curious. Jeez. <laughs> so the 183. And so, and actually, as um, weirdness would have it or not, or godness, um, I was, I weighed 183 at the time. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. 183. And the Lord actually had me on assignment for months and said, part of your, you being in prophetic alignment with me in agreement, I want you to weigh 183. And so I'm maybe three or, uh, you know, three pounds off. I'm maybe three or four pounds up now. I didn't, I didn't have to do that forever. And, and I wasn't even clear when it was done, but I knew I needed for at least a year. I was stay 183 because I'm in alignment with this 183. So what did 183 stand for? Well, there's two specific scriptures that I mentioned, and that's what I want to go into and and in what, what they represent even right now. In fact, one of them is just, uh, well, they're both to me, more uh, explanatory, more revelatory now than they were even then. So one of them was Isaiah chapter 18 and verse 3. And of course, Isaiah's important because he's the one that told about Cyrus that would come in Isaiah 45, the Cyrus call and anointing um, that I also received at the same time, actually in this very same word. I don't know if I'll have time or if I want to go there in this very same word from five years ago. I say he has an Isaiah 45 Cyrus call and anointing. There's specific things he has to do. But let's go with Isaiah 18 and verse three and all the inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth. Oh, there we go. When he lifts up a banner on the mountains, you see it. And when he blows a trumpet, you hear it. And the actual, uh, the way I wrote it from a version that I got it is, all you people of the world, you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it. And when a trump sounds, you will hear it. Uh, and that was my capital letters on it. So when you when you, when a trump sounds, you yeah. will hear. It. So there's so many things in it. It's like all you people of the world. I shared how this was not just a U.S. assignment and call. It was a call to the entire world. But when he's doing something in the mountains, when he's raising a flag, a kingdom flag, a banner in the mountains, which are the seven spheres of society, and a trump sounds, you will hear it. This will be unignorable. It wasn't just uh, even the context of the chapter, if you read it. 
Mm. It was, you're going to hear this Trump sound. And the Trump is a sound of war. It's an announcement of war. And it really was the Lord taking down it specifically. There was an assignment, a word, a prophetic word against Ethiopia at that time. But here uh, we're not that's that verse is what was extracted, not the whole context of it for me at that time. And so it was an understanding that this 183 represented that. And then the second one was Jeremiah, the next book of the Bible, Jeremiah 183. And we want to give you a little context. Um, I'll start with verse one. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Verse 3. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was. Now, who's he? The Lord. There he was. He should have been capitalized. He was making something at the wheel. Now, what was he making at the wheel? I have to read the next two verses, or the next verse. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Now, I'm probably going to, uh, for those with the verses, I'm probably going to do another couple of verses there in a second. But hang on there for a minute. So what he sees in verse 3, the 183, is that the Lord, he's the potter. He's the potter of nations. And he's making something at the wheel. And it has come it has gone, it has become distorted. It has gone off. And so he had to make it again. So I'm going to application for us. One of the things we're going to find out is that we have legally already been restored back to being a republic. Back to where we were talking earlier, the things that have already happened. We have already legally been restored to a republic. And this is God's initiation. He's the potter. He made us a republic. In 1871, right. financial pressures, and it seems it's President Ulysses Grant that's really the one because of not his personal financial pressures, but on the nation, he actually sold out um, the nation in a way. And so Washington, D.C. is its own territory, is its own country, if you want to say. And it was formed and legally on paper, legally. We ceased being a republic in 1871. And so there is a need to take us back to what we were originally designed to do, how the potter originally designed to form us. And then we'll just read the next couple of verses because yeah. this is important. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter says the Lord? Look as the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. And this verse seven is a great standalone verse. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. Then wow. he goes on to state the reverse. If I speak good concerning a nation and they do evil in my sight, then I will relent, I will relent concerning the good that I said that would benefit. You talk about something that answers some of the prophetic questions we get as well, uh, Steve. You know, is a word, when is a prophetic word unchangeable, immutable, and, or versus conditionality? The Lord himself says, you know, 
Even if I speak judgment against a city and nation, there's people say, didn't you hear the judgment word that was said so many years ago, so forth and so on by so-and-so prophet? The Lord himself says, if I have a response, a proper response, I change the judgment anyway. And conversely, the other way. And then we know from certain principles, we'll say the Sodom and Gomorrah principle, he doesn't need everybody repenting. He doesn't, he didn't need he told Abraham, if I got 10 in Sodom and Gomorrah that will re- represent it in righteousness, I'll, I'll back off the judgment. That's even Old Testament judgmental God, if they want to put it. How yeah. much more we look through, G- through the eyes of Jesus and the life of Jesus. So he's saying, so for all those who hang on to any kind of ancient, old judgment, prophetic word on the United States, on whatever, you better at least process it through this Jeremiah 18 grid because it's really good news. But the application to us right now, uh, this 183, again, this 183 was highlighted again, is the Lord said, I'm blowing a trumpet. All you people of the world will hear it because I'm initiating something. Then he calls himself the potter. Then he says, I'm the potter of the nations. So sometimes he's lost his his power and might in the eyes of many, even many believers. And part of our panic is like, well, he's just left us to our own devices. You know, uh, they they read Psalm, is it 15, 115, 16, the earth, uh, uh, the heavens belong to God, but the earths are, are man's. Yeah. And, so, and, and totally misunderstanding or not understanding that that was Psalms is in the Old Testament. There's a reason Jesus was called the son of man. He's the son of man, but there's a, he paid the price. He was perfect. He paid the price. And then Matthew 18, he says, all authority in heaven and earth is mine. All is mine. He's the man. He's got it on both sides. He's the God plan. He's got it from the divinity aspect. He's from the heavens. He rules, but all authority is mine. I just took it all back. I paid the price. All the sins are erased. If wow. the earth, if if the earth belongs to man, then I also get to rule because I'm the only man who has ever been sinless. So Jesus rules any way you look at it. Heaven rules. People like it's not really sovereign. It's up to us. It is sovereign. He paid the price. That Psalm scripture essentially gets erased from being the powerful dominating verse that people think think it is because Jesus. God in the flesh came down, became man, took back authority that way. What was lost in the garden was regained by him, and he's going to team up. He could just do it all by himself in 10 seconds, but he's like, we're doing this together. You all lost it, and I gained it back. I made myself human. I came, humbled myself into being a human being, went through all the rejection violence, suffering, crucifixion on your behalf, but you will never lose it again because I'm always going to be Jesus, the son of man, who's also the son of God. So there's no such thing as, well, you know, it's just up to us. No, it's not just up to us. He is, he is the potter. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. And I'm not trying to take away from our responsibility, but there's part of it that we have to properly recognize who is sovereign, who is pushing agenda. So I was saying a couple of weeks ago, 
the Holy Spirit is driving the agenda because Jesus' blood paid the price for the entire planet to come back in alignment with him. And he's going to get a generation. He's going to get people. He's going to get sons and daughters who will align with him and do this. It's just and, an absolute. And Johnny, on, when you, you, you said a few minutes ago, you said God is sovereign, you know, like it or not, because he's who he is. I'm using a little bit of my words there too. He's sovereign. Let me just put it in different words. Are you by sovereign? Do you mean? Here's an example. It's as if God's saying, "I don't care what you think. I don't care if you deserve it or don't deserve it. This is what I'm doing." Is it like that? Is that what you mean by sovereign? In other words, you yeah. didn't earn it. You didn't pray enough necessarily, even. You did. He let me know at election time. Okay. He's like, my body. I mean, this is being really blunt. There is so much cluelessness. The enemy has so hidden his agenda from yeah. from you all, from you understanding what's going on. That's why he had to tell me. And I'm the guy out there being prophetic and telling all these things. He's like, I'm going to save you from things you don't know you need to be saved from. Yeah, It's like a, a, a humbling thing. And he's like, this is my election. He says, some elections, I let you all vote and determine. I'm not letting you on this one. This <laughs> one's mine. And so... You're like, can he do so? He's like, I can do so. All what part of all authority in heaven and earth do you think I didn't get? So, well, it's that reason why people have said over and over and over in the last year and a half now or two, whatever, they'll say she never thought she would lose having to do with Hillary. She never thought she would lose. She never thought. And that's the election you're talking about. Nobody understood how is it that she didn't because they were they were cheating on that election. They didn't have any concept that anybody would win. And we we tend to give Trump credit for being sly and coming back, but God's saying, you're saying that God's saying, I chose this one. And it doesn't matter how it worked out. He just did it. it exactly. And he's, and it's because ultimately, if even we go to the Psalms to ask me the nations and I will give it to you for an inheritance, when we understand the context of Psalms 2 and that taking place, it's actually the father asking the son ask of me because he now has the right to because he's the son of man who paid the price mm. he did, he was the son who walked perfectly with no sin and so and we know that the son did ask him for the nations you look at psalms 2 and so it says now kings of the earth be admonished you better bow kiss the son lest he be angry with you why would it be kiss the son instead of kiss the people here on earth it's kiss the son because he has all authority in heaven and earth and wow. if you don't kiss the sun, you are going to pay the consequence for it. And that's just a reality we're going to be waking up to as, as never before. Uh, we've not been near as wise as we thought as the body of Christ. Even the most advanced, mature, prophet, prophetic intercessor has been a handful that's got a significant idea of what the Lord's doing. Probably some of the least famous friends of God wow. who's told things that don't really have an audience. But this is this is something that is really being driven by the Holy Spirit, driven by the Father's plan, driven by the Son's request for the nations to be in his, his inheritance. And that's where we're going. That's why there, I, I have this fire inside of me from, uh, we have ministers, prophets, and I've been actually uh, fighting a, a, a fake narrative within the body of Christ about the end times for 40 years. I'm going to go off on this just a little bit. This is <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's your platform. You're going for it. Right here. 
I was 17 years old and I was, you know, on a community farm in Peru, South America. It was called an end time farm. It was all going to be wrapped up, everything. And, and I'm having a discussion, an argument with the leader of this whole movement. And he's telling me how things are collapsing, falling apart. It was the Jimmy Carter years. And we're right at the end. It's all going to be done. I'm like, I don't think so. I was at 17 years old. Going 17 up. years old, huh? Wow. And, and, and then, you know, I think I have some, uh, uh, I was going to try to um, tell, I had just written myself some notes some years when I had to confront things. Well, in the nineties, I was confronting this agenda. There's all, and I'm just going to say some things anyway. There's these prophets that had come to America, prophets that came from Romania. There's a prophet doodoo man that oh, said yeah. all these things. And I was like, even in his name, it's not to insult, but doodoo man. It's a man who's seen the doodoo. And and, uh, and and there's some other names I want to say, but I'm just like, Holy Spirit, okay, uh, stop mm -hmm. me too unfiltered, but go <laughs> ahead and fan the flame if you want me to. And and so I had to fight against these. I didn't have as big. I had my own. I, I had a, you know, a reasonable uh, influence at the time. And so I was just fighting these things non nonstop. No, that's not what's next. Um, and so Y2K, those who remember oh, yeah. it tons of prophets, prophetic voices, all kinds of other people. This is definite, the definitive sign. He's given us a warning. It's all wrapping up. Jesus is coming, whatever, some version of all that. I'm like, no, no, no. 2004 was huge. Again, I was telling, no, we're having a breakthrough of the kingdom of God on planet earth. That's the year I even part of the sign of that was there's going to be a nine point something earthquake, and it's going to be in the vicinity of Indonesia. And that, that took place. So I've been fighting. The reason I'm a little fired up because I've been fighting fake news in the household of God from prophets, wow. prophetic voices, books, pastors, ministers for over 20, really 40 years, more than 40 years since since, um, since I was 17 years old. 2012, crazy what I was having to uh, uh, face even on my social media, which I was just beginning to start. And at that time, the Mayan prophecies. 12, 12, after, you know, December of 2012, they saw no more. So the end is coming. And there was books that came out. I don't know if I should mention these books, these authors. Um, I'll just not do it. I'll be kind. But for those of you, they're writing books now and releasing them again. And people are still taking and calling them prophets. Well, they were all the 88 reasons why God's going to come and done And they'd have all these numbered things and when God's going to come, you know, yeah. I know what you're well, saying. Those were, that was back in the 90s. Yeah, we, it was. That. There's a 93 reasons, another guy, you know. And, and What's so, that whole, and it's been called like, you, you maybe use you probably use this term, but end time-itis, where people yes. just always had to be their day and their formula had to be the reason, as if God was waiting for somebody to figure out the date he would come so he could come or something. It's very strange. I was and, part of all that back in the day. I know. Well, and my mom, I love her. She sees things greatly, but she, you know, every book, every, everything, the end times, I just was a virus. We were all susceptible to. So if anybody found a good excuse for it to be over, it, it was fine. But 2012, it was when we were getting into then all the blood moons and the blood moon books, if people understand yeah. oh, that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, there was the, uh, the, there was the, the book that came out, you know, America has been weighed in the balance. Essentially, it's over. It's all done. And, and these same guys are writing books now and selling again. And you wonder how this thing happens and how it gets funded again. And so, uh, and again, I may be more, I want to be inquire of the Lord, how specific 
uh, I should be with with these things because it's a it's damaging greatly the body of Christ. Yeah. Us awakening is damaging us moving forward. But there was uh, I remember a specific post when I'm in, in Facebook and I'm saying, I hope all of you stay with me because it was projected 2012, September, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, there's all these open visions and dreams they had and D.C. had been run over and this and that and the other. And so somebody literally on my Facebook comment says, you're the only prophetic voice out there that's saying nothing's going to happen. Everybody else knows it. What do you say about that? I say, check back with me December 1st when none of them has happened of the other. And then remember who you listened to that was wrong and remember who you listened to that was right. December 1st, I did a little bit of I told you so. I go, do you all remember? And then I named the books and the people and the things. And I go, they weren't true. I said, but you know what's so bad? Starting in January, they're going to do this again. And you're going to go with it again. It's a disease. <laughs> it's a wow. And I've been, and it's, we've been fighting this forever and ever. This, this, these are the end times. The bad is next. Uh, the earth is the devil's practically. The Antichrist is going to take over. Total ignorance of who he is of the fact that he paid the price. He paid it twice. He has the price of creator. He has the price of redeemer. He yeah. has ownership uh, rights because he cre in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus, he reclaimed all that which was lost. The son of man came to recover all that was lost and stolen. And that's why he told his disciples, I got it all back. All authority in heaven and earth is mine. Go therefore in the authority I have gained back there's no other uh, restriction. It makes sense, Johnny, that about why the talk, go back to the sovereignty for a minute, why God finally had to say, it doesn't matter what you believe anymore. I'm going to do this thing because there's so many people saying this is it. It's got to be it because it's so bad that finally God has to say, you can't even pray the right prayers because your prayers are get us out of here, Lord. And, and I'm telling you, you know, that, uh, you know, not to overly pat you on the back, but Johnny's right on this. We got things to do, folks. So anyway, well, so and I'm going to, and because of that, I'm going to say, I am going to tell you all, not you, Steve, we're together. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, the listener, I'm going to tell you, I told you so. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I told you so about the things that were already done. I'm going to tell you, I told you so. Trump was president. He never stopped being president. I told you so. Biden was never president. I told you so on the Supreme Court decisions that were made and have already been made. I'm gonna tell you, I told you so on the Republic. We've already become a Republic uh, return. The potter has already done the process to get us back. He has put us back on the potter's wheel. We're there, it's part of Trump's assignment. And it's and it's uh, the legal part is done. There's the reveal, there's the optics and the reveal. The optics uh, are for the learning process. It is more than I was saying before, enjoy the show. It's more a script than a show. By a script, there's a reveal. There's an education process for the American people, for the citizens of the world. For remember Habakkuk 2.14, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. It's the glory of knowledge, of knowing him, knowing his power, knowing his might, not just that he saves, but that he's fully involved in every area of society, but it's always a battle of knowledge. When the scripture says in the New Testament, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It talks about warring, not against principalities as the point of emphasis, but everything that comes against the knowledge of God. It's a battle of knowledge. And so it's an education plan. 
what we're going through right now, the hard times, the difficult times are an education process that we have to go through so that the ground we gain this time, we do so with understanding so we never give it back up again. So I'm going to ask people, I want people, uh, what day is it today? August the 29th, take inventory who's saying what. Take inventory who's saying what. This is not to knock anybody about their character or anything, but those who call themselves prophetic voices, whether they're your pastors, a minister, an author, whoever it is, take inventory today who's saying what, because really soon it's going to be clear who has been telling you the truth. And it doesn't mean they were trying to tell you a distorted aspect of it, but when you don't, it, this is not a Johnny completely moment. Um, you know, my name is Johnny, but it's still not a Johnny discover uh, come lately. I've been contending and fighting for this narrative that I'm on. And that's what the Lord, when I asked specifically this morning, oh, what do you really want me to say? Stay on the narrative. Echo the narrative I've given you. Do not shift off the narrative. Do not get distracted off the narrative. That's what the enemy keeps wanting to knock my people off of, is what's the narrative of the moment of the day. It's about the kingdom of God advancing. It's about showtime. It is showtime for the kingdom of God on earth, but he's having to do a painful education process with us. Whether the good guys in the military had that plan or not, God has that plan. They're just falling in line with it. They're just agreeing with him. Somebody got some really high level spiritual intel from the Lord. It's like the people this time need to learn the lesson, how to hang on to the freedom I'm going to give them and how to stay engaged with being light, how to stay engaged with being salt. And so oh, good. as it as as uh, as the dates continue to come and go, uh, you know, the Mayan prophecy, the 2016, I was I was so alone. I was afraid. I was like I, I waited till the week before Trump was elected to actually go public. I just gave clues before then. But I was going to get run over by the church and the body of Christ if I said it. So I waited to go to church the Sunday before, even though it was a church, 90% were going to vote Democrat. I said, I'm going to tell you a surprise. Hillary Clinton, I said, I heard on the way to the church today that 87% chance she's winning the election. I'm going to tell you 100% chance she's not winning the election. And not only is Trump going to be in there and win, he is going to be in there for eight years. And, and it's going to be at least eight years up to him. And so this is, uh, uh, um, this was, something I had to uh, uh, face then. So I just want people to know I'm in this battle a long time. And yeah. there's a reason why I, I, I'm going to insist uh, on it is because it has been confirmed. When I give the, the I think, are phenomenal confirming breakthrough words about the earthquakes, whether it's the nine point from Antarctica, the 7.7, the South Sandwich Islands. This week, there's going to be a volcano that starts as a sign that there are things being dealt with behind the scenes, et cetera. There's multiple of those are words. Are you saying, John, not to interrupt you, are you saying, was that a word you gave, or are you giving that word about a volcano? Just to clarify. No, I, I gave those words, okay, and right, I think we addressed some of them last week, okay. and I, I kind of recurringly addressed them as a sign. I said, these are signs so that we know to believe the rest of the prophetic word. And so the rest of the prophetic word has to be, um, you know, we're still in process and we're in process of watching, watching things play out. And again, I was saying earlier, I'm going to say it again, watch for legal maneuvers. 
They are designed to reveal. They're designed to educate us on things that we have to be educated on, specifically regarding our Constitution, uh, about law, about American law, specifically um, having to do with uh, uh, military law and realities. And we're going to find out things we didn't know uh, before. And there are things or alignments as conversations for whole other times, but there's there's alignments happening around the world, the whole Ukraine and the Russia going in there. And now yet Russia is stronger and they're stronger financially. And now the BRICS are, and that's Brazil, Russia, India, China. Uh, and then there's about 10 other nations, some level of application into BRIC. And, sh- and there's no, you know, you're not hearing any in-depth commentary that I know by Bloomberg or anybody else on what's going there. There's a whole different foundation of strength and uh, of monetary strength being formed on the side. And it's because the old guard is taken down. They're taken down legally. And most of them have been taken down procedurally. There are last details to take place. And yes, there's danger related uh, to it, but it's not in question. This is determined by he who rules in heaven. Were the the military to fail, he will not fail. They could actually be clumsy and not do as good a job as they're actually doing. And he who rules and reigns will make sure it gets done because this is a great day of deliverance. Actually, Steve, I was looking at, I don't know if it works or not, but I thought of it being a title for this thing for whoever's listening to it. Oh, yeah, I probably would. We're probably not too late. What's the title? Incoming. Or soon coming, or ink. I put incoming, incoming, incoming. a great judgment and a greater deliverance. Say they get a great what you cut out a little bit. A great, a great judgment, okay, and a greater deliverance. Yeah, that's the great judgment. All you have to do is think through Egypt and the children of Israel leaving there. There is because people hate the word judgment. No, we don't want judgment. Yes, you do. You want judgment from heaven against that which abuses, restricts, oppresses. And so in the same way Israel wanted judgment on Pharaoh, we want judgment. And then it's deliverance for it's God's people officially there, Israel, but it's for people of the whole planet. The earth is the Lord's. So he's offering a freedom. It's a get out of jail free card for the whole earth is what he's providing through what's happening right now. Does that mean everybody's going to be perfect from then on? No, but it's a get out of jail free. And so there's an important point. Um, I want to make sure I get time for that one scripture when we get to good, good, good. I'm, I'm good here. So here's a word, uh, Steve, in further explaining this, um, of all things, the Lord had me, I don't know if it was a Lord or not. I have to believe is a Lord looking at the word long suffering. Mm. Now I kind of hate the word long suffering. I don't like suffering long. I like short suffering or non suffering. Me too. But it comes out of Galatians 5.22, where we know it. And I see some sun coming in from the side. I'm in Florida, and it's on my forehead. It's not the glow of the God, but it could be for some of you. No, I'm just kidding. It's good. So, it's good. Anyway, the, um, it says, now the fruit of the Spirit is, you know, love, joy, peace. Man, we love, love, joy, peace. Then long-suffering. I mean, a fruit of the Holy Spirit, that's such a bad fruit. I consider it a vegetable, and I don't like vegetables. No, that's a bad joke. I know it's like a dad joke in the middle there. But it's, it's like, uh, you know, I don't like green beans, long green beans. The fruit is love, joy, peace. They're like fruit, 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 long suffering. Who wants long suffering? 
you know, no suffering. How does suffering have anything to do with with God in any kind of way? Well, part of it will make a, a clarifying. That's not necessarily the best translation uh, of the word that was used in the original. The, the Greek word more or less is pronounced macrothumia, and it's a very long word. And and it, and uh, the kind of the Vulgate on it is long animidas, like long, not animosity, but animidas is uh, it's funny. Animo in Spanish, it works. It works better. It's ba- basically well, literally what what it means is constancy, steadfastness, perseverance, <clears throat> internal. Fortitude. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. So a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, the good news here, fruit of the Holy Spirit doesn't just mean you should do this. It means he provides it. If you ask him and I just for myself, um, you know, how do you know you need long suffering is when you're tired of delay. You have promises. You have delay. This is a big moment for this word, long suffering for the body of Christ. We all need it. It's like, yes, I've been hearing this. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Well, it's a perfect time for long suffering to be developed. And we want to look just for a moment why this is a heavenly value for us at this time. Internal fortitude. Why internal fortitude? Well, you can imagine if you think you're running a 50 yard dash but you're actually running, you know, the full 17K, 5K, whatever. You're running a marathon, but you've prepared yourself as a, as a dasher, as a 50-yard dasher. And this is how we, we are. And, and that's part of what we're saying before. There's a part of how we're feeling is never supposed to change. We have to be on guard. As long as we're on planet Earth, we have to be stewards. We have to occupy. It's a military term. Occupy till I return. He didn't say, you know, live in vacation mode except Sundays. It wasn't it wasn't that occupied till I return. You are the light of the world and you have to do it outside of the four walls of the church. Do it before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is which is in heaven. And so this this fortitude that he's wanting from us and that he's available to he's giving us the perfect scenario to develop it because we wouldn't prioritize who prioritizes long suffering. No, we're trying to get out of it as quick as as quick as possible. But um, just briefly, you know, Romans 2, 4 talks about the long suffering of God and how ultimately it leads to repentance. Do you despise his long suffering? So why does he want long suffering to be in us? Why is it a fruit of the Holy Spirit? Because that's who he is. It's how he operates. He has a whole plan he develops. Can you imagine waiting the thousands of years he did till Jesus? just to begin that part of the plan and then to be comfortable with another 2000 years before we get to that third day, finally causes us to kind of explode with grace and with the kingdom. That's that's what's happening. So that's, this is, this is who he is. And, and, uh, and then in um, uh, Romans nine, nine 22. And I don't know if they'll get it first. I think I'm going to read, read that one. It's important enough. Romans 9.22, did I forget to mark it? There it is. That's it. That's one I just did. What if God, wanting to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much suffering, long suffering, the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? Now, stay there for just a minute. It's actually, it is correct where I wanted to be. 
because it's going to say, it's going to make this connection between um, Pharaoh. Let's see, where is it? Okay, go ahead with the next verse as well. For some reason, I'm having a hard time moving around here. Um, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had prepared beforehand for glory. See if you can do the next verse now. Even on us. Okay, next verse after that one. As he also says in Hosea, I will call them my people who were not my people and her beloved who was not beloved. Well, there's a whole connection. And, and um, I should just have this in, in, in front of me. Sometimes I have too many notes to keep track of them all. They yeah. go inside. Some of them fall off. But this is an important point for us today. Here we go. 9.22. Let's see what. Okay. For this verse 17. For the scripture says this to Pharaoh. For this very purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may declared may be declared in all the earth. What he's telling us with all these words and even this focus on long suffering, there are some there are there are moments that God has um, designed to make the enemy have a severe payback. As in the days of Pharaoh, it says, you know, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. It makes sense. Why did he harden his heart? Because he wanted to show a big enough judgment that the enemy would never forget it and a big enough blessing that God's people would never forget it. Back to what I was saying, the title. He wanted a great enough judgment to be on the enemy. So there had to be enough violations. You're like, Pharaoh, knock, knocks anybody home? You have, you're, you know, you're infested with flies. You're infested with frogs. You've got deaths. you got uh, your seas turning red. And there's like 10 uh, plagues and they get up the ante every single time. And until finally his own firstborn is taken, he doesn't, he doesn't you know, react. And then he decides to chase him. After he's suffered already the loss of it, you're like, what are you doing? That's hard. That's really hard. <laughs> and so this, but we want to see this is going on right now in our nation, in the world. You wonder why doesn't the deep state, why didn't the Luciferians, the Illuminati, why don't they give up right now? God is behind it in a way because he's going to make them pay a price that they will never forget because ultimately they have, it's not about people. They are serving Lucifer. They are serving powers and principalities, demons in high place, and he's allowing them to experience the full vent of his wrath. Wow. He's coming for the children. It's for the children, our children's children, and their children, and it's for us to have a big enough celebration. If this had happened too easy, if Trump just slides in on January 20th of 2020, there's like a handful of people that actually figured out what was going on behind the scenes, and everybody else just sort of yawns and goes on with life. There's no historical moment to remember. There's no, you know, you'd have to have some some unique his, history buff to even remember that it was special. It won't require a history buff to require to remember how special this moment in time is. And it's tied in to this aspect of our God being a long suffering God, but really what it really means. It's a resilient, steadfast, constant, persevering, it's not really about suffering. Long suffering in a way is a bad interpretation because it's about what you're experiencing uh, that's coming to you from the outside. But it's because it's perseverance, steadfastness is really what's being. And Johnny, on this one where, you know, we look at when Pharaoh was so hardened that God had to do not only 10 plagues, but then he had to destroy him. 
before all the people in the sea. And then we, people are to celebrate that and they have been celebrating that for thousands, like several thousand years. And when they celebrate the Passover and all of that, it, the Jewish people will, will sit down and have that Passover Seder and they'll say, what makes this day different than all others? It's a very common Jewish expression. Are you kind of making the analogy that this, what we're about to see before our eyes, the, the judgment on the deep state is so severe that one day we may say, what made that day, even you talked about a 24-hour period, so severe against the enemy that we may one day say, what makes that day different than all others? Is it, are you making that kind of an analogy? 100%. There is wow. no day that has ever happened in history since Jesus was on the earth. Whether you want to say the specialness of the day he was born or the specialness of the day he died or the specialness of the day he rose from the dead or the specialness of the day he ascended to heaven. You have to, Jesus is in there somewhere and there has been no comparable day in history till right now. There is nothing you can look back. That's at. huge. This is this is that great of a day, that big of a uh, of a thing taking place in our day. It really is a, a Habakkuk one five. Um, isn't that Habakkuk one five? It says, "Look, and I'm going to do a, day, a work in your day that you wouldn't believe it, even if, if I told you, even if I told you." We're living in that day. That's exactly the day we're living. Look, wow. be astonished, be amazed. I will do a work in your day that you wouldn't believe it if I told you. That's why, what a what a, a, a bad thing it would be for him to think of it from that way from his side and if we're yawning from our side. So he has to let us experience enough of an astonishment and amazement for us to realize what we're actually being delivered from. Wouldn't it be amazing if the children of Israel didn't actually get to see Pharaoh and his chariots chasing him? It scared him to death. Some like, okay, let's go back. They wanted to, Moses, why'd you prophesy there would be a promised land, a better day? Why'd you say, Johnny, why are you saying there's a better day upcoming? It would be better not thinking that. And, and, and they had to see the enemy running them down because in that running them down, then they realize when they do get delivered, they go, wow. And then you have Marion and the tambourine players <laughs> eating out. I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. And so that's, that's a big deal. Okay. So wow. a couple more tiny scriptures and then I'm going to um, be done. Boy, I feel the. Yeah, it's really, it's the, yeah, I mean, I feel God all over this. So cool. And that is, you know, Johnny, that is, if I could just say this, that's really, really good news that we're about to experience the deliverance like when they were delivered from Pharaoh. That's really, really good news. And so many people don't realize what's upon us. It's, a, you know, chill bumps. You know. I got chill bumps on yeah. that. Yes. It's really good news. I'm a very happy man right now, you know, because it's, it's really close. And one other thing besides, because you said, I hope I, this isn't too much of a distraction, but you said, you know, that we've already, the, the new Republic is here and you, you stated it as a fact. Uh, Johnny, in the, are you saying that, because I think this is what you're saying, behind the scenes, like the movie, While You Were Sleeping, there's a movie called While You Were Sleeping. While We Were Sleeping, a new Republic has come into existence not that had not existed since 1871. That's what you're saying, right? It's that's returned. A good, that's a good way of saying it, Steve. Okay. While We Were Sleeping. While most were sleeping, while a handful were awake, while most had not participated in the Great Awakening 
or even the rude awakening. Uh, there are some that were already in the rude awakening and had experienced that. But while we slept, a lot of things have happened. While people have been saying, you know, we see this throughout scripture. When are you going to do something, God? He's been, he's been at work. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. And he's not sleeping and slumbering this day, in this age, and this with the nations at all. Wow. So 1 Peter 3.20, well, starts with verse 18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water, there is also an antitype. It goes on and on. I just have to, I won't do the in-depth on that. I just wanted you to see this uh, alignment with the story of Noah, how God waited in Noah's day. And it talks about while the ark was prepared, we understand that it's for a hundred years he's building, Noah's building the ark. And it's this thing that's compounded interest on iniquity, on evil, wow. where he is preaching to them, both in demonstration by the ark and with his mouth, Noah's preaching. And so for a hundred years, there are accruing judgment. Every time they don't repent, new judgment. What has been taking place behind the scenes, even every move President Trump makes when he knows, when we know, wow, if the Supreme Court does this right thing in January, this works out. They didn't do so. If so-and-so does the right thing, they didn't do so. We this failure after failure after failure after institution. So even we'll say Trump's executive orders that he wrote for the previous two three years before then, two years mainly, those executive orders, now there's a natural part of this, I'm saying, they will land, they land, they required a defaulting of systems, where this, not defaulting, where they, a failing of the systems that really? were to be in place. Once they fail, the more they fail, the more his executive orders come into play. And there is just in the natural, there is a tsunami harvest to reap from executive orders President Trump wrote because of the compounded, accumulated failures of the systems, FBI, Department of Justice, Supreme Court Justice, justice systems of the various states, et cetera, et cetera. And it's the same way in the spirit. There are uh, this, this delayed process. God will allow, it's his long suffering, that word long suffering again. In his long suffering, he'll withhold a quick rescue so he can do a massive rescue. He'll withhold a quick blessing so he can do a massive blessing that doesn't just bless you for the next year or five years, but it's on your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children. That's where this thing is going. That's what it's all about. That's what this whole thing of long suffering is about. So if you're running out of patience, remember fruit of the Holy Spirit is long suffering. It means you can yield them. You could go, Holy Spirit, boy, I need that fruit. Would you release that in me so you can have that steadfastness, that endurance, that marathon, internal marathon planning to be able to outdo the enemy? Okay, last last verse, uh, um, Steve, and it's James chapter 5 and verse 10. I should have told him that ahead of time. James 5, 10 and 11. So James chapter 5 and verses 10 and 11. My brethren, yes, 
My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering. And that word patience, there is the same word used as long suffering, makrothonia. It's that exact same word. So he says, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. And go ahead and do 11. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. It's having to point out when it seems like he's delayed, that he's been very compassionate and merciful. But I had to point out when it says, take my brethren, the prophets, for an example, because that's what we have to do. I've been telling you since 2016, just on President Trump, I have been facing adverse winds in the household of God. But because, uh, you know, we have uh, thousands and thousands of those who agree and follow and all that kind of stuff. But there's also uh, at leadership level, different groups wanting to suspend and discipline you for believing what God says and going out on a record and saying it. So you have organizations of leaders and prophets and different things trying to censor you for hanging on to what God said, like what else would there were there to be? And he says, you know, prophets know about this because you have to be willing. Part of being operating in the prophetic, being prophets, is you have to be able to hold the line. What's God's narrative? You stay with it. You stay with it. You don't readjust. You don't say it. And not to knock any of the prophets or whatever ones out there. I don't even listen, follow most of them. But whoever's giving you a new spin on what's happening every every week or every month, well, what's really happening is so-and-so didn't repent. That didn't happen. And this, I'm just telling you, they didn't really get something from, from the Lord to start with. I want you to be clear on this. I have not, that's what I said in the promo before, I have not changed anything I believe. We're maintaining the exact same word from the Lord. It's a long suffering thing we're having to do. We hang in there. It's for marathon. It takes a while. Like Jeremiah, he had to hang with it for 40 years. And so he had to be mocked as a false prophet for many, many years because in the forbearing and long suffering of the Lord, he was giving them a long time to repent, to change, to change from the edict. There were edict after edict, prophecy after prophecy of judgment on Israel. But he said, even in Jeremiah 29, 11, but I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts to give you a future, to give you hope, to be kind. That's who he is. And so, but until you make that adjustment, you have to keep getting that word. Well, fortunately, the word the Lord has us sticking with you is not a judgment word such as Jeremiah had to do. It's really, he's in control. He is sovereign. This is going to, towards a new era of the kingdom. This is where it's going. It's showtime for God on planet Earth. That's the narrative he's in, He's asking us to embrace. And the one that will bear fruit in our own lives, the one that will give us faith, the one that will give us peace, the one that will give us joy, that one that will give us all this fruit of the Holy Spirit. But right now it's putting a demand on our long-suffering one. Position yourself for marathon. Don't even give up on that one after the day of celebration, because we have to maintain that so we can go, be on guard, cooperate with our God as salt and light for the generations to come. Awesome. Awesome. Good word. Good word, Johnny. And I'm, you know, I'm very, very encouraged. Uh, I know the people are, I can just feel it because it's just like, let it come Lord. You know, it's like, yeah, that, that came to me while I was, I wasn't even pre-thinking that about while you were sleeping, but but I just think God's been doing stuff behind the scenes. I can't wait for the big reveal. You know, you know, you hear about a gender reveal party or this. And I can't wait for the big reveal. You know, I, I was going to ask you about this. When 
on the day of the inauguration, just before the inauguration, the, the fake inauguration of uh, Biden. It was a fake inauguration. Um, in fact, there's some people that says they weren't even all there that day. But, but on that day, before the camera, President Trump and Melania came there. And I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he either said, we'll be back in some form or in a different form. Do you remember what the quote was? But it, we'll be back in kind of in some form or another or something was, like that. He was telegraphing what what we what was happening while we were sleeping, right? It it was, and you know, let me just throw this in for one more minute yeah. because it's yeah, so good. This Go was part of, this was part of that message I gave in five uh, uh, five years ago in 2017. I was pointing out how because I understand the military has a plan; they've been working. Yeah. And there's a trust the plan, Q would always say, and they believed um, that they're doing, and I believe that, but there is a trust the plan at another level. Yeah. And it's where God, they, you know, the military plan, they use numbers and they talk to each other with numbers and symbolisms and stuff. Well, God does too. And just to remind, this is something I wrote even, even then, is how there was, you know, when the market collapsed in 2000, Rosh Hashanah 2008, the market dropped 777.7. And oh, I wrote, oh, up, yeah. yeah, there was, so these seven, seven is the number of God. And whenever there's these repeat sevens, it is speaking into his intervention. The Lord actually showed me, I actually intervened to save the world from collapsing economically. And we know that they drained $5 trillion, basically deep state individuals, um, we'll say the whole mechanism. It was designed to kill the world economy but it was rescued really ultimately by God. I wrote about that in my Seven Mountain Mantle book. And, and so, but seven years, seven months, seven weeks, and seven days later was the Brexit vote. And that oh, was wow. also God's intervention because it totally confounded the experts on, in all the directives of the programming that was taking place by the central bankers and the higher up. So the Brexit vote, was another seven again, seven years, seven months, seven weeks, and seven days from when the market had collapsed, seven, seven, seven point seven. And then it was Rosh Hashanah, five, seven, 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 the year President Trump was elected. And his first day in office, first full day in office, he was 70 years old, seven months, and seven days, and he won by 77 electoral votes, even though there was fraud. Even That's though fraud from the backside. I have to laugh. I go, how does God do that? How does God do that? I, I, you know, I asked that to Rob, something like that, maybe not that exact example you know, about Rob, and he goes, That's why we call him God, because you can't. How does he pre orchestrate those specifics, you know? And I think I have a note here. I think it was that year that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl that he was born in 77. And so when he was a pro Trump, I was like, how did God put 7777 <laughs> everywhere on even with humans and fraud and everything else? He's like, I, that's part of the message. I am sovereign over whatever hooliganisms that you all can do. You cannot outdo what I can counter. So good. So that's the message for us. Yeah. So, so good. Well, you got a time for one or at least one question. Um, we're, we're right at the end, but let's get the. I want to get this one in only because let's see if I get it. Okay, let's, we, we danced around this today a little bit. Donna is uh, this. I've had this question for a few weeks and it's kind of come up now. 
she says, I know there is a difference between Old Testament and New Testament prophets, but I can't remember why. So why? My son-in-law asked me why current prophets aren't stoned for not being accurate. Can you explain that? Let me just add my piece to that. I don't think there is a recorded scripture that says a prophet was stoned for not being accurate. I don't even think that's there, but people believe that's there. They believe if you got something wrong, you were stoned. That's just, it's like uh, an old wives' tale to use an expression. So anyway, all of that, what's the difference and why is there a difference, if there's a difference? Well, even on that, the reason they get that, there is this thing about prophets stoning prophets. But if you go to the Old Testament, what it actually says is if a prophet leads you to Baal, even if what he prophesies is true, you shall not follow him. And so he's the one that should be stoned, but there is no history of it. And as I pointed out before, Jeremiah was accused of being a false prophet for 40 years because it didn't happen soon enough. Samuel anoints David today. The Lord has made you king. Well, not only was he not king that day, uh, even decades later, when Saul finally dies, there's another king first. We're just pointing out even the guy who's the prophet of God, his words didn't fall to the ground. Um, Ezekiel, most every prophet, Jonah, has literally zero recorded prophecies come true. But Jesus himself called him prophet Jonah. Wow. And, it, and and so, our first of all, our Old Testament processing is just messed up to start with. Number two, the big thing to remember, I believe, for this individual, is that in the Old Testament, there was no receiving Jesus into your heart. There was no Holy Spirit He will come and be your counselor. He will be your teacher. He will be your helper. There's no praising the Bereans that they checked these things to see if they were so. There was no going with your inner witness. There is no inner witness. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Godhead had not showed up on planet Earth. The only way you could hear from God was through the prophet. And there was no check with it. You get no permission to check with it. And that's why it was a higher level. It definitely was a higher level uh, 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 demand, even though it's full of false prophets as well in the Old Testament. But theoretically, the demand was on them to be um, inerrant because yeah. they're the only voice. They're the only voice. So that's if people can remember, no Jesus, no Holy Spirit to check with is the difference. Old Testament, New Testament is why the Apostle Paul would then say, we see in part, we prophesy in part. The great Apostle Paul, if he admits that he prophesies in part, and that word in part means imperfectly. If he says we prophesy imperfectly, then that which is perfect is come. He talks about, he refers to something perfect coming. And he's like, so if even the apostle Paul couldn't prophesy perfectly, we understand that was not the standard in the the New Testament. Furthermore, 1 Corinthians 14 says, let two or three prophesy, let the rest judge. Why would the rest judge if there's no judging? of prophetic word. So hopefully that helps. We, we, yeah, and by, by the way, on that, let the rest judge. Um, they, you know, the most of the, most of the prophecy was going on in house churches. And yet somehow when Paul writes that, he understands that in any given house church, let two or three prophets speak. It's like it throws to, it just Kenny Wampus like, wait a minute, there's two to three prophets in any house church. Anytime you come together, where did that come from? And people don't have a misunderstanding of that. Now, I, you know, I'm not trying to get put one prophet above another, but some were above another. 
But there were in any home church, don't let all the prophets speak, just two or three. Well, <laughs> and even First Corinthians 14, it actually says, you may all prophesy yeah. one by one. So he actually said, I speak in tongues more than all of you, but I wish all of you prophesied. Yeah. So under Paul's ideal is like anybody in the church can be moved by the spirit. And when they are moved and they speak out in prophecy, the rest of them judge that. So it really wasn't this highlighting of uh, uh, that's why there's not a lot of famous prophets. I will say 99 percent of the people, probably uh, believers, you ask them, who's the most famous prophet? Tell me a famous prophet in the New Testament. You really. Yeah, because he just spread it out. He just yeah, spread it out to the many all of a sudden. My scholars know that Agabus was, but there's like, and then there's a couple more names you could add, but it wasn't about the high big names as opposed to Old Testament where they had to be highlighted. They were the voice of God. Now we all have an internal yeah. voice. And you know, a lot of people, I've heard that many, many, many times, including from my own personal detractors. They say, well, what about that? You know, the, the prophets in the Old Testament were stoned. First of all, they weren't stoned for missing it. That's the first thing I want to and uh, why weren't they still? Well, first of all, the person asking me that question, if he wants to be stoned for missing it, he can have that. It's just not, it's not New Testament teaching that someone is stoned. I'm sorry, it just isn't. So if you would prefer that, you can go back to There's to not, even, not even one example in the New Testament of a prophet being chastised. Right. Agabus actually had the one prophet they mentioned by name he actually gave a wrong application. Yes, of prophetic yeah, word. The one guy that they validate as a prophet, they all they give an example of his wrongness in the situation where he's prophesying to the Apostle Paul. So it's like there, there is no leg to stand on for bringing that into the New Testament yeah. by any means. Yeah. And, and uh, to this other point where you said, uh, you know, Saul uh, um, no, sorry, Samuel was the one prophet who no, none of his words fell to the ground. Well, let's talk about when he was young and he was older. When he first learned to prophesy, he didn't even know it was God. He thought it was uh, Eli calling him. So that one, you know, John Wimber had an expression, if that doesn't, if that's not this, then it'll do till this comes along. So if that's not missing it, but then he gets along to his ultimate prophecy was to pick the least likely person, David, and said, okay, you're anointed king. How long, how many years later was it? Do you remember that it's like a decade and a half or two decades? Yes. Somewhere in there. And, and so that expression, if that's not falling to the ground, it'll do till what till falling to the ground comes along. In our understanding, he would have missed that. But in God's timing, he's God is not within time. God selected it, called it into being, and it was sovereign. And there was even Ishbosheth for two years. In between Saul and David, sort of wow. like Biden. Wow. Crazy. Biden. There we yeah, go. And so the whole point of that is that we are to love prophesying. Don't, and, and this instruction, don't despise prophesying. The reason that instruction would be given is because everyone prophesying would make you finally say, man, I'm sick of this. And Paul says, don't despise prophesying. So, anyway. Last thing, important thing, I think, I think one of the things the Lord, uh, wants because somebody may be asking, I almost hear the question, what's yeah. the purpose of prophecy if they're not taking away our questions? It's to find something to find resonance with, prophetic yeah. resonance. Like once you hear something, your truth bell, if you have your own, if you've dug your own well, your own, 
you know, you've cultivated your own relationship with the Lord, even if you had never heard it before, you hear it and you go, oh, that is the Lord. And it now becomes something you own, not because the prophet said it, but the prophet said it and it allowed you to resonate with it and you now carry it. Hopefully yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And I, you know, the, on that point about, it just seems like my own experiences throughout my prophetic life, there are many, many target points where you go, wow, that came true. Or wow, Johnny said this, or wow, God told me this. And now it came through. It's not that God's not going to take away many questions. He's simply not going to take away all your questions, right? Yeah. He'll give you enough to make, man, I love this prophetic stuff, but he won't make it come true before your eyes at the moment the prophet speaks very often, right? Is that about right? Well, it's never designed to decrease the amount of faith you have to walk in. Yeah. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. So people who want a prophet, a prophet or a prophetic word, so you have to exercise less faith. It's never the goal. It's never the point. Yeah. It's actually designed to help you increase your level of faith in operating in faith. And so th the very purpose some people look to the prophetic for. So I'm so tired of walking by faith. I just want it clear. We walk by faith, not yeah. by sight. This and that's the way it, it works. The way it is. Well, Johnny, would you feel um, good to pray for the people as we close this out? So, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in this day. We thank you for the privilege of living in such a time as we do. Lord, I just thank you for what you're doing with your sons and daughters and how you're awakening them, how you're using, uh, how you're using the wisdom you always do to do the things that you have to do. Your education process with us, Lord, I thank you for the fruit of the Holy Spirit, long-suffering, Lord, this macrothemia word. And I thank you, Lord, that you are releasing this among your people, those who ask you for it, that this is an important fruit of the Holy Spirit to uh, add to the rest of the fruit of the Spirit that we love. Yeah. And so that you desire us to connect with you in this kind of way and to be able to process mm. life in the future out of this same uh, capacity to think marathon, to yeah. think kingdom of God in process over an extended time and that you are preparing us to experience dimensions of the kingdom of God like never before for our generation, our kids' generation, our kids' kids' generation, just for starters. Thank you, Lord. Release your encouragement to your people now. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Johnny, uh, I see restore7.org is your website on there. Anything you want to tell the people about what you're going to be doing or your products or anything? Well, I go there for whatever. Elizabeth and I, um, kind of weekly, we do this thing up for discussion, comes okay. out on Rumble. And, and so look for that as well. We, we encourage you to uh, do that. Is your up for discussion, is that on Facebook as well? People can watch it on Facebook or not, or just Rumble? It's not. It's basically our Rumble channel. So you have to go through, well, it's what's up there, rumble.com. Okay. Yeah. I can't last very long on Facebook. Yeah, uh, say it again, Elizabeth. I need to find it on Rumble under Restore Seven. Under Restore Seven, find the Rumble un under okay. there. Yeah, that's it. Okay. We talk too truthful in order to be on Facebook. You know, Facebook. I have to like speak in code in order not to be knocked off. Or yeah. So well, thank you very much. I see Elizabeth is in the house. Thank you. Give our love to Elizabeth. She showed up in the house as well. So yes. All right. Well, you guys are a great, great team. So. Uh, very good, good. Johnny, I appreciate it. Very, very rich teaching today. Very meaty, meaty. So, all right, God bless you. Tomorrow is um, 
Praying Medic, also known as Dave Hayes, and uh, we, we're looking forward to that. We will then see you all tomorrow, same time, same place, 11 o'clock Pacific time tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.